0: Hey, I'm Dustin.
1: And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Boom, boom, Dustin. I wanna talk old people sex. hmm mm-hmm. I figured mm-hmm, you would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw a commercial about wrinkles on shirts that Downey put out that was very sex negative for olds. Sex, and I don't like that. Sex negative. Very sex negative for olds. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So I I, I thought maybe we so could. So you reached solve out to here. Downey? No, Dustin, what I wanna know is do you have a, do you want to have a healthy sex life when you're an old?
0: Uh, I'd like to have a healthy sex life when I'm a young, let alone an old. Doesn't are you telling me you don't have a healthy sex life right now? Um, I feel like it. Well, define or Are you healthy, telling me you want to time travel? Can you define <laughs> go healthy? Go back for into me? your
1: past and try to have a healthy sex life then.
0: Can you define healthy? Get in it. Get in it. So like yeah. you go, get in it. are going. It, you're, going you're going to Olive all of Garden. They they bring your entree. They get the little cheese grater and they're going and going no, and going. that's not healthy. And you're no, like, no, I'm your cheese it. Grater, I'm no cheese grater, no.
1: Cheese grater is not healthy. I don't know what you're talking about. Breadsticks. That's sex positive. Cheese grater, that's sex negative. Hmm. You're gonna hurt yourself with one of those things. Okay,
0: all right. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little confused. I'm. I think I missed a few of these classes. In um sex ed okay okay
1: let me break it down for you the the basics of the commercial it's like Mm -hmm. a downy commercial for people who don't want to have like wrinkly shirts when stuff because of what it implies so there's like two older folks in a closet two olds and then there's a youth and uh like the youth walking up the stairs and the olds are in the closet and you hear these noises like
2: uh Mm. uh
1: uh. Mm. But it's, it's really just like grandpa helping grandma get like a, a box down in the closet. And then like the youth looks up and it has like this look of horror on his face. Then grandma and grandpa come out and their shirts are all wrinkled. And the youth is like gross and walks out of there. And I was like, dude, if your grandparents are still getting it in their 70s or their 80s, however old they're supposed to be, you should be psyched for them. That's a happy moment. That's a good time. Don't you want the olds in your life to still be happy? Don't you want them to be getting it? So,
0: how are you, Steve?
1: Dustin, do you want <laughs> your grandparents to have a healthy
0: sex life? I don't. Have, I don't
1: understand I don't why this is so hard for you to talk about.
0: R- remaining that are coupled, Dustin. They could have a healthy solo sex life. Okay. Mm. Keep in mind, I have one that lives with me. Steve, and these are things I, I don't really like to think about. I'm sorry. Why don't you want to think... Why don't you want your grandma to be happy? Uh, because that implies that sex is the only thing that can make one happy. I'm not saying it's the only thing. Steve, there's I'm saying more to a life thing. than
1: just sex. Is there? Is <laughs> there? Because I can't shoot anymore, so...
0: <laughs> so you can bake...
1: I don't bake. I cook. I don't bake.
0: You could get baked.
1: That'd be nice if I didn't live in Indiana. Man, Colorado, California, even Michigan—they're calling my name. Calling my name. They call of the wild. Yeah. All right, doesn't I don't think we have any follow-up this week. Um, last week was a fairly straightforward episode. Everything we said was 100% true and accurate and yep. true. Mm-hmm. Um, only bit of follow-up I did see was Kate Hampson asked uh, is she the only one not doing FaceTime sessions front porch sessions or working on her branding so uh, just a little bit of follow-up there Dustin mm-hmm. you doing any FaceTime sessions front nope. porch sh- sessions nope. or working on your branding nope. at all not at all I feel like you're lying I, I
0: feel like I saw a working Arthome on yeah I'm working on a separate other brand. Day, I guess that could count a whole new brand. I invented a, a brand. I didn't. Brand. I'm not working on a brand. I invented a brand. Just you and business, hoping to make it along the way. <laughs> what song are you singing? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I was trying to do Aladdin. I know I can't sing very well, but
0: then uh, uh, I don't I was know you. Lion line, can, I was feeling. You're Lion feeling. King. Lion King? I didn't know if that was even a Lion King song, but I was picturing Simba. I was picturing him walking with Ma's Tumba. Pumba, Pumba. Mm-hmm.
1: Mr. Doesn't make in a shooting real estate. Could be because I'm just
0: envisioning the world around us in this desert, you know, wasteland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. lots of pineas around. Waiting to pick our bodies clean of all of our meat. Speaking of meat, it's it's going to be hard to find meat here soon, I hear.
1: (laughs) You have children.
0: (laughs) Is that a question you and Jennifer start asking yourself? So if it gets real desperate, which one of these are we eating first?
1: So, Dustin, (laughs)
0: let's move on from there. Uh, What are you drinking tonight? (laughs) Uh, I'm actually not drinking anything, Stephen, um, because this is kind of embarrassing. I tried to put in my new braces this evening uh, a few hours ago, and I've not been able to... New braces? I've been doing like the Invisalign thing for the last Uh, few months. okay.
1: Those are not called braces.
0: I mean, but they serve... That's called Invisalign. But they serve the purpose of a brace. They serve the same function. Yes. Yeah. But um, I have not been able to get them back out again oh that's not good well the first day or two you put them in they are uh increasingly challenging to remove and so so, you just go to smoothie king a bunch or what are you doing uh i mean i just put them in a few hours ago i'm hoping i can get them out tomorrow morning so if i sound a little different a little lispy if you will um that's why
1: lispy is that what you would call that Sound like you have a mouth full of marbles.
0: Mouth of marbles, Stephen. That's what my retainer thingy makes me sound like. Wow. Yeah. Did that really just
1: happen? Just a mouth, Are we really full doing this? mouth
0: full of marbles, Stephen.
1: Stephen. Can you at least give me like a bane or something? Like, what, 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 what is going on here?
0: Funny <laughs> because I actually have like a, a thing full of BBs right here. And mm-hmm. for a split second, I thought for the production value of the live, I might like step aside, put all of these in my mouth and like try and talk. But then I don't love you guys that much.
1: So thanks for asking, Dustin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a supper Fest Ed Start. It's a stout brewed with coconut water and added coffee. And it's delicious. And it's uh, close to being gluten-free. It's one of those ones where they brew so, it with the gluten in, and then they try to take the gluten out in <laughs>
0: post. So. It's like a good post-production
1: Well, it's, uh, it's one of those beers, which is at a point where, so Jen can't do gluten right now. And if she Mm -hmm. like eats gluten, what we found out is that her stomach feels terrible, like painful, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but this beer, because it's so low in gluten or possibly no gluten at all, like the whole thing is they can't claim to be gluten free since there was gluten in and then they removed it afterwards. So it more than likely doesn't have any gluten, but just in case, you know, they can't claim to be gluten free. Um, So it's so low in gluten, or possibly there's none at all, that this beer is okay for her to drink still, and I'm drinking it
0: because it's all I could find. So it's like what you might. It's actually really good. Almost gluten free,
1: dude. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a good way of describing it. It's not quite a glutenberg, which is like a beer brewed without gluten, no gluten in the uh, in the place where they brew it, like just completely gluten free. Which glutenberg's great, but sufferfest.
0: Have you... Dude, I go down on this. Have you been taking advantage of all the restaurants and bars who are trying to sell off their kegs?
1: No. That sounds awesome, but no.
0: Yeah, my sister brought over a growler uh, yesterday for my birthday. Um, She said... Oh, I mean, if if you're talking about, like, getting a growler
1: fill, then yeah, I've done that. I mean, like, two weeks ago, I was on this very podcast with a giant crawler in my hand,
0: but she got this for free. Cause Outback Steakhouse was trying to empty, uh, several other kegs. And so it was Outback. So not even like a real, brewery not even like a thing. real brewery. It was just like the restaurant.
1: Uh, what do you got there? Um, a little Miller, a little Bud Light, a little Coors. <laughs> we're just yeah. we're right at the end of the keg. Had to fill them all. We got and Fosters. Get rid of them all.
0: We got Fosters here at Outback Steakhouse.
1: Is that your Australian accent?
0: No, it's more like a Midwest. Good day, mate. Good <laughs> day, mate. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. We got Foster. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. Just give me another good day, mate. I
1: loved it. Good day, mate. Give me a, that's not a knife. This is a knife.
0: Like Crocodile Dundee. I our that favorite page. Australian. Uh, Sorry, Australian uh, listeners. Josh, Josh Withers is probably my favorite.
1: Wow, you're going to say that?
0: When we've had at least two other Australian guests on our show? Mm-hmm. Wow. We've had more than that. We've had like three on our show. Right? Well, one was technically New Zealand. Wow. Okay. <sighs> Oh, man.
1: Dustin, let's move into topics, because I don't know where the hell this is going. you got some real weird energy right now.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh,
0: ooh. Topics. Topic.
1: Dustin, uh, mm-hmm. did you read about this photographer who was trying mm-hmm. to sue Mashable for I embedding her Instagram post?
0: I did see this, and then I saw mm-hmm. several people kind of say, like, why is this such a big deal? And then I've also seen quite a surge of individuals sharing um, that Instagram needs to allow an option for professional photographers to disable embedding of their uh, images. Nope. That, that is what I've seen over the last few days. Uh, I'm responding to those photographers who are claiming to be
1: professionals, and the answer is n-
0: Nope. I don't understand what your nope is in response to. But it's Instagram's
1: platform. It's their service. They want people to be able to embed your photos. So, mm-hmm. nope. Okay. Tell me, tell me how, why these photographers. You know, get yourself into the mindset of these photographers. Mm-hmm. Tell me why okay. you think this is a good deal.
0: Um, all right, in the a good idea. I'm in the mindset of a photographer. I don't, mm-hmm. not saying any names. Let's say Dustin. Um... Hypothetically, oh, hypothetically. Sexy photographer. I know. So Really knows how to wear a hat. Um, well, well, earlier he <laughs> had it on forwards and he couldn't pull that off. And we had to stop the whole podcast and start it over again. We had to go back in time so that no one live could see it and then restart the world mm-hmm. over. It's like some real Superman spinning the world backwards type shit. Uh, That's exactly how we do. Um, so you're saying that I, as a photographer, should not expect Instagram as a social media platform from allowing me the privilege and ability to choose whether or not I would want to have my image shared. Instagram does allow
1: you to decide whether or not you would like your images to be embedded on somebody else's website. You just have to make a private account. If it's a public account, it can be embedded anywhere in their terms of service. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what it is that photographers think. Uh, I don't think they know what embedding is. Do you know what embedding is? Uh, that's where you take
0: someone to bed and you make a baby. Baby, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. It's called huh. Walk me through you making a baby. I want to hear all about this, buddy. Come on. So it starts with a small line of code and uh, a good website. And then you go to- so Do you do to- a lot
1: of drugs when you're getting frisky?
0: Oh, all the drugs. You said a small line of Coke, so. small line of code. <laughs> you just sniff that HTML. Ooh. Mm, mm. That's what we call it. You got to H- get it in there, you H- know? HTML. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or maybe it was Java. Could have been Java. Um, but yeah, you get that in there, you go for it, you get wild, and next thing you know, you've shared another photographer's photo.
1: Shared? Have you shared it? Have you shared it. I just I just want to break this down. So when when somebody embeds your tweet, your Instagram uh post, mm-hmm. your YouTube video, any of these things, mm-hmm. um, what they're doing is they're saying, here is our site, here is a window to this other site called Instagram. And the embedded thing is actually something people can click on and they can go through it, and then they can, you know, view more of your content. That's how like the embedding works. So if you don't want your stuff embedded, there's a very simple solution. Um, don't go on one of these social media platforms or go on them. Make your stuff private. Or, you know what, if it's your work, you don't want to be a part of this, um, just keep all of your photos on your website. Instagram's providing a service to you. And part of the terms of their service is we want people to be able to embed your photos On their websites because it brings more traffic to us to Instagram and that is a way you can provide value to us Instagram which is how Instagram can then make money by selling ads and get to a point where they can keep providing the service I don't understand all these people out there who think like I just want something and I want it for free the thing I saw, oh gosh, I was in a Facebook group and somebody compared embedding something on the internet and into your website, which is kind of like saying, here's my house, here is a window. And from the window of my house, you can see this work of art out in this courtyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the, the work of art's not in your house, but you can see it from where your house is. That, that's what embedding is. Um, which is why it's incredible to me that people feel like there's something wrong with it because it's literally built in and it's literally just like a window into this other site. <sighs> Sounds like yeah, you're pretty I know. sensitive. I'm very, about I'm, this very topic. I'm very upset. I'm very angry about this because it's just one of those things where it's like people who people have been getting pissed off about the terms of service with Instagram and like them saying that like you, they, they have the right to replicate your photos and to store your photos and all this stuff. And it's like, that's literally how computers work. Like embedding things onto other people's websites. It's literally one of the building blocks of how the internet works and how websites work. Okay. Any other? It's, a, it's, a not, like, it's not like somebody went to this, per, this photographer's personal website and embedded a photo from their website. They didn't like build special code to do that. This is all like something Instagram allows and Instagram is okay with. And then this person tried to sue Mashable and it's like, D- take two seconds to read the-, the user agreement you signed.
0: So what are they suing Mashable for like monetary wise? No idea. I have no idea what the amount of money was. I just know
1: that they wanted to sue Mashable for embedding their photo. I'm sure, what what harm could be done to this photographer with their photos embedded onto somebody else's website? Their photo they put out there for free on a social network for anyone to see for free on a social network. Nobody's paying to see this photo.
0: Right. It's funny because I thought we kind of already had a clear path of what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable in terms of um, as long as a reputable news source includes the Instagram handle in the embedded uh, post, it was, that's what met the terms of service for Instagram for an embedded post. I saw somebody in a group and they were
1: comparing, embedding a post into a website article to uh, putting like your photo in a video news story. And that's just 100% wrong. Like the, when you put like a photo into a video, what you're actually doing is you're taking a copy of the photo. More than likely you took a screenshot if it was something from Instagram and then you're actually like replicating. So you've replicated the photo and now you're showing a replication of a photo on your video show. That's the only way, you know, to get it there. Um, and I mean, you could do it also by, you know, holding up a phone with the picture on it to a camera. That's another way to replicate a photo like that. Um, and so, like, we have very clear laws about this kind of stuff and whats is and isn't isn't acceptable. And the whole reason Instagram built in the embed capabilities was because they wanted people to be able to use this stuff on their websites. And it just it floors me to this day that people still like don't understand this and get upset about it, like. Don't put your work on a social network if you don't want it to be shared. Like, that's how social networks work. They share things and they allow people to share things. And it just, I'm sorry, I'm very, very upset about this whole thing. And I shouldn't be,
0: but I am. Sorry. I was trying to find the, uh, the photo. But it's not in the uh, That's That's the other thing. That's the other
1: thing. If a photo is embedded in an article and you don't want your photo there in that article, what could you do, Dustin? Because they don't own your photo and they didn't replicate your photo. Delete the photo. Oh my gosh, it's gone from their article. They no longer have access to it. Turn your account private. This is why embedding works so well, because you're still in control of your own content. So if you see it somewhere and you don't want it there, just get rid of it. Yeah. And it's like, it, you've put like, when when somebody embeds your work onto their website, they've put themselves in a very precarious situation because you could just delete your photo. You could make your account private. All of a sudden, nobody can see your photo anymore. So now they have an article that's supposed to have this photo that they've embedded from Instagram, and now it's just gone. All of a sudden, just gone. So like, you're still in control here. This This photographer is still in control. They could still just, you know take the photo down and get rid of it and then oh they have nothing left to embed
0: trying to see if the articles even which is another reason why I don't think
1: Instagram will ever institute some sort of thing where like you could say whether or not you want your photos embedded. Because, you know, somebody like this person, Stephanie Sinclair, suddenly gets their photo embedded on Mashable. They get upset about it. And then they say, I want my account to disallow embedding now. And now any website that has embedded that photo or any of her other photos is suddenly screwed over by the fact that she's done this.
0: I think, though, uh, what really seemed to upset her. Was that Mashable had tried to license the image. Mm-hmm. And they failed to come to terms with licensing. So Mashable was just like, all right, we'll just use it anyways and see what happens.
1: Yep. Sucks for her. But Mashable technically didn't do anything wrong.
0: Well, it sounds like they tried to do something right and they tried to yep. pay her something which obviously wasn't enough. And, um, they were like, Hmm, what could we do to still use this image? Quick check your Instagram feed. Have you seen what the embeds look like from Instagram? I have not. That's what I was trying to look at
1: Instagram embed code. Mm -mm. It's not like a giant photo or anything. It's like a tiny little like square, almost like the size of a thumbnail. Like it's, Mm. It's, it's barely anything to get upset about. I'm, I'm sure somebody could find a way with code to make it display at a larger size or whatever. But
0: So you wouldn't be upset if somebody started like a wedding photography website and embedded your wedding photos on the website, not necessarily claiming that they're theirs, but just talking about them, using them for SEO sake.
1: You know, I could be upset about that.
0: And then I could make my account private
1: if that was something that was really upsetting me. Or I could start watermarking my photos. I don't know. Like, there are things I could do about something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I think, could take action. I think where the argument is made is that photographers want to feel safe in using Instagram to market themselves. You're not safe using anything, though except for your
1: own website. That's the only place you're safe. And even there, people can screenshot your photos, download your photos, whatever, and post them on their own site and claim that they're theirs. Yeah. Which is why your little thing there about embedding my photos from Instagram onto a website was like the most ridiculous thing because nobody's going to do that. They're just going to actually steal the photos and post them on their own website. People do it every day.
0: That's why photo stealers still exist. No, because if they actually stole the photos, you would have legal, you would have legal recourse. Whereas this whole Instagram, yeah, no, no
1: ask anyone ask anyone who's had their photos stolen by somebody else what the process was like to get those photos taken down or taken off the web ask them how much money they saw when they went to sue the person who stole their photos this isn't like unless unless somebody huge like Mashable is stealing your stuff like you don't really have anything to do there like like they're not going to end up paying you anything it's just going to cost a lot of money for nothing because you're going to have to get lawyers involved so
0: why you just need to be a lawyer steve just need to be a lawyer yeah call you get it done real easy call you law talk wait that <sighs> name might be taken
1: yeah we've gone on about this way too long uh topic suggestion from ulysses del toro how can you stay creative during this time start
0: a new brand <laughs> <laughs> um take that other passion of yours whatever that might be basket weaving uh splinterwoodcreations.com whatever you're into um splinterwood I don't know pulling thumbnails out of your finger and turning them when, into when art. you think
1: of a basket?
0: You think of a bunch of splinters. <laughs>
1: Somebody got a bunch of splinters, <laughs> yeah. plucked them out of their thumb, and weaved a basket out of that shit. Isn't
0: that, that's, is that not how baskets are made?
1: I, yeah, no, I could only assume that's how baskets are made. Yeah.
0: You got it. You got it, dude. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm going off of here. Um, But yeah, so Steven uh, shared with me his progress with his real estate photography website and it got me all jazzer sized to finally finish up mine. And oh, yours look great, dude. I don't there's something missing about it on it, and I just I can't put my finger on it and it's driving Is me. Is it
1: lots of like really good looking photos and a really great design? Is that what's missing?
0: Uh, the photos are there. I think it's just yeah, it's almost like too simple. <laughs> it's almost I'm just used to having a more complex website. Jeez.
1: No, no. One, your website was more complex than any other real estate website I've looked at while doing research into what I wanted mine to look like. Two, it was better designed than almost every single website I looked at while doing research into what I wanted mine to look like. Three, your photos are really great for real estate. Have you ever thought about just doing real estate full time? Like, I feel like you're really, really good at that. That might be your calling in life.
0: Uh, one, since we're doing this number game, one, no, because real estate... Does not pay very well, um, unless I was in two a big market like you're in, in which case I would have the ability to scale, and mm-hmm. dominate and take over. Then I oh, would definitely okay. consider it. But Dama scales Fort Wayne. There are, I would say, four major players in the real estate photography market, and I have a very, very small market share. Within that. Mm-hmm. So we don't have nearly the um the possibilities of like you would have. Mm-hmm. Because uh yeah, you need a bigger bigger percentage of high end homes in order to mm-hmm. really get realtors to take you seriously. Have you
1: thought about traveling to uh Nope. To do more photos? Like, uh, mm. I, I know people who, like, fly places to shoot homes.
0: Uh, Thought
1: about trying to market yourself for that market. The traveling photographer for real estate. The trip? How, 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 does, how does that exist? Like, you and I, we have a friend who literally has done that. Like, flowing across the country to shoot houses, like,
0: for real estate purposes. I don't purposes. think he shoots houses. I think he shoots more, like, hotels and, like, resorts and things like that
1: maybe uh how do you how do you begin marketing yourself for i'm gonna fly to the other side of the country to shoot your house you uh, tell me he flew he flew somewhere we're, we're not gonna say this person's name on the podcast but he flew somewhere to shoot like a 1.1 million dollar
0: home uh you get friends with the realtors and i assume those realtors have friends in other markets and they'd recommend you uh, i guess if you're at the top of your game you know who knows? Plus, that's Who knows the benefit of living somewhere like Indiana. Um, what photographers in general, regardless of what industry you're in, um, can charge is so much less because our cost of living is so much less. So, when I see things like what real estate photographers in California and New York City and places like that are charging, I'm like, yeah, you can definitely fly me there to shoot, you know, four million dollar plus homes and I'll charge, you know, 50 bucks less. Than what they mm-hmm. charge so and that's with travel expenses included 50 mm-hmm. bucks less
1: yeah. nice uh <laughs> how, how much do you see people charging for real estate in these bigger markets
0: uh in like the california la mm-hmm. type of places uh they just kind of start off at like the 350 400 mark per home nice that's what i've been told at least but and where do you uh start off in fort wayne uh, Fort Wayne, and what I mean, your pricing on your site, so I feel like you yeah. probably
1: are fine sharing. This. I've thrown
0: this out, I think in the in the last episode or the episode mm-hmm. before. Um, most midwestern markets, most smaller regional markets, kind of range from anywhere from a hundred to at the top end. I think you can get around two fifty, depending mm-hmm. on what's all included in your package. So I feel like we're right around one seventy five to two hundred to get us in the door. Um, and that's like the very top end for our city.
1: I was going to say here in Indy, the pricing actually looks to be about the same as what it is in Fort Wayne. Oh, it is to be honest. Yeah. I've
0: talked to several people. I I
1: found to be a little bit disheartening. I was like, we are a much bigger market.
0: (laughs) But at the same time, then you're more competitive. There's more people shooting. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: so yeah, in, Indy's basically the same as uh, Fort Wayne from what I've seen, except I feel like on the high end people can get a little bit higher than what I'm I've seen
0: from you in Fort Wayne. Uh, well, you can get a photographers, higher priced home there than yeah. you can get here.
1: Yeah, there are photographers in our area who you know they start around th- two hundred per house, and then they will scale up to like almost a thousand dollars for some houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the, the there, ones- there is that a better high-end here
0: yeah for the the million plus homes i mean obviously there are very few of those here because you can just get much more for your money um so the house can be five hundred thousand and be the same as a you know four million dollar house in california
1: yeah and uh kevin mack brings up in the uh the comments he says sadly a one million dollar home here in la isn't all that impressive right which uh yeah i've seen photographers like living in houses in LA with like four other photographers and they're like all lump pulling their money to afford this place every single month. And it's like smaller than Jen and I's house. So the housing market in, in LA, that area is just absolutely bonkers crazy compared to what we experience here in Indiana.
0: Yeah. The, um, so I think once you start getting into that million dollar plus home value, um, In Indiana at least That's when you can really start charging some more money Because then the realtor's making more money Off the commission Um, And then you can start getting a little bit more crazy With like bringing in an assistant And you know using Mm -hmm. you know more lighting technique Versus you know You can plan to be at the home Longer because it's going to have More features probably it's larger Could you imagine like just like a million dollar Tiny home (sighs) Yeah I mean, I've been to L.A., so yeah, I can. I mean like a tiny home as in like the little like one bedroom trailer situation. Yeah.
1: I imagine if you're in a market like L.A. where it's a million dollars for like a two bedroom, um, that one of those, you know, little tiny homes looks real nice.
0: So, Steve. By comparison. I answered Ulysses' question in terms of yeah. what I'm doing to stay creative, and that's working on my branding for real estate. Like, what are what are you doing right now? What are you doing to stay creative other than keeping our podcast alive?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a lot of podcast stuff for me mostly. And um, then also cooking has been a creative outlet for me. And mm. I enjoyed cooking before this happened, but now it's like – Oh, it's time to make breakfast. Oh, I'll use the stove and the oven, the that thing and, that's in your kitchen. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just pouring a bowl of cereal because I'm bored and a little bit depressed, so you know, I'll I'll spend some time to make something nice for me and for Jen. And but then not it's not like the lunchtime. I'm like, but not you know kids. what? <laughs> they just want waffles anyway. Come on. <laughs> hey, go my girl. It's lunchtime, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll make something nice again. And then it's dinner time, and it's like, hey, maybe Let's we order have like pizza. A, oh. No. We have an every plate thing or maybe like I just found some stuff in the fridge and I was like, oh, I know what I could make with this. And so um the the place I found where I feel like I'm being the most creative is just like when we run out of like the like, because we do like every plate, which is kind of like a Blue Apron, Hello Fresh sort of thing.
0: I like that you um, have to compare it to other brand names because it's marketing and everything isn't big enough for people yeah. to know what it is on its own.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's so, like when people uh, say like, oh, my wedding photographer, it's Dustin and Karin. it's kind of like Jen and Steve and Elk, but they're just like in Fort Wayne.
1: Yeah. So like for me, where I find like myself being the most creative is when I run out of like the, the recipes from like every plate and other, other stuff. And I'm just like, what can I do with what I have to make something that tastes good? And like, that's been the most fun for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's just kind of experimenting with stuff that we have in the kitchen and seeing what I can put together. Um,
0: so if you like walked in, you're like, okay, I have beer and I have wine mm -hmm. and I have bread. And I'm like, I know what I can make with this. A drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It goes Uh, paired well with anything.
2: Well,
1: uh, I think my wife would beg to differ on that, Mm. but, um, I think, so when, when I was talking to Ulysses and he brought this up as a possible topic for us, I think what he was kind of getting at, cause, uh, what we were talking about right before that was like the portrait sessions and stuff or porch sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I feel like I've been very vocal on the podcast with my feelings about those. I hate them. Nobody should be doing them. Stay home. You're not an essential business.
0: Um, yeah. Our local news just did a whole story about how awesome they are.
1: <laughs> That's Fort Wayne for you. Um, <laughs> So what I kind of wanted to dovetail off of that is um, so we've been talking a little bit about copyright tonight with the whole Instagram embedding stuff. And uh, one of the ways I've seen people getting creative is this whole like FaceTime sessions. So, Dustin, Steven, I just have I just got a question to ask you, bud? who owns the copyright on a FaceTime session?
0: Legally speaking, I think it would be the person on the FaceTime side, like on the person getting their photo taken. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Uh, if I remember the law, or not the law, but the legality of it, it's the person take. Ah, uh, see now I don't know because technically, like you're taking a screenshot on your end. Of the person.
1: Okay, but... Gosh, it could uh, be what some talk really about tricky what did, recourse what, what there. I, what did I bring up earlier? Uh, you brought when, up a when lot. When we were talking, talking about, about embedding stuff, and I was like, and if you wanted to use a photo from Instagram in a video and you took a screenshot of it, or if you just held the photo up to your camera, either way, what you're doing is you're replicating their image. So if you take a screenshot of a FaceTime session, you're replicating the image
0: but like for example like right now our little skype call like you had to go into skype in order for us to do this live stream and click mm-hmm. that you're okay with me stealing your image yes so i, I can do whatever the hell i want now with oh all gosh, of your face
1: don't oh my gosh
0: please don't. you've legally consented to this <sighs> oh not the only thing i've consented to with you buddy wink double wink
1: Getting both eyes in on this action. That's That's how hot it is. That's
0: right. Speaking of hot, how do we make masks sexy during this time? (laughs) Oh, Dustin, I wasn't done with this copyright thing with FaceTime sessions.
1: Um, it's a tricky situation to get in, but much like Dustin said, if you're consenting to somebody taking your photo, then I believe what you're doing is you're you're giving them permission to do that. And so, since you've uh, given up the yeah. rights to your own image, plus if you also look at the um, if you look at the terms of service with FaceTime, Skype, anything like that, they're going to have something in their terms of service which allows them to build something into their software that allows users to take screenshots. If you've noticed with Zoom, with uh, FaceTime, with Skype, there's always a way to take a screenshot without without even going to like your um, your like settings on uh, your computer. Like, you don't even have to do Command Shift
0: four six or whatever the hell it is. Like, there's I just typically take my down. phone, take my phone, and I just hold yeah. It
1: up. But but there's like a dropdown. So like there's already this implicit idea when you're using one of those things that somebody else can take your photo. So that kind of removes it a little bit from the sticky situation of like taking a photo of it on Instagram or something like that.
0: I saw a photographer in my market, um, do something, uh, interesting. And I wasn't quite sure how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had a client that had a baby and she was oh, yeah. scheduled to do uh newborn photos. And I think this must've been like a friend of hers or something close, a close person at least. And, um, obviously with the stay at home order and everything, um, she didn't feel comfortable, you know, going over there, doing newborn photos or having them come to her studio. Um, so instead uh, she dropped off. Built a robot. She built a robot. Tell me she
1: built a robot that take took the photos for her and she could at home VR suit in and be like, my hands are the robot hands. And then she's like taking her hands and holding like a virtual camera in the robot has like the real camera.
0: And she's like, Click.
1: Is that, is that, was Was it a robot? Was it a
0: robot? I need to know. Uh, no, Steven, it wasn't a I robot. I was so
1: excited um, for this story.
0: I'm Why so Why would sorry. you build it
1: up like this? You made it seem so cool, man. So
0: she instead dropped off a basket full of uh, newborn props and uh, her camera with like a 50 millimeter lens on it. And then via FaceTime, she coached the couple on how to can we sue her take pictures of
1: this the, was my idea i pitched on this podcast two weeks ago of their can own we
0: sue her of her own newborn session of like We need to sue this person. This was my idea. I feel like you just got done saying how it's frivolous to sue people. And now look at Steve. Look at Steve getting on the suit. The terms of service of
1: this (laughs) podcast do not state it's okay to steal my good ideas. I I patented, I TM'd that. Trademark, patent, copyright. I did all that.
0: Yeah, every time I hear about a vineyard getting burnt down, I'm like, (sighs) Steven's idea was stolen again. You
1: think you think it, my idea was stolen you don't know bud <laughs> you don't know what dark things i do
0: that's the creative outlet steven has <laughs> Um, just uh,
1: dial me up, you know. Dirty deeds done dirt saw, cheap over here.
0: <laughs> I saw the photos, and I was like, "These are actually like really good." I was like, "Now I bet you, this photographer is going to be kicking themselves when in a because we just changed their competition. Their this is literally client, the joke
1: I made. Literally the be, joke I made when starting. I brought up this idea the other week on our podcast. You cannot just retread my jokes on this, this is, podcast this is not a, a week joke, later. Steve. This
0: is reality. Gosh. We are living in your reality." Your jokes are becoming true. That's how scary times are getting. It's a beautiful world. I did see also a FaceTime uh, portrait today. And I was like, this looks awful.
1: Yeah? (laughs) Was it in our Facebook group?
0: No, this was in... uh, Uh, some creatives group where she was just saying like how appreciative she was of how creative all of her like artistic friends are being. She was saying like how uh, a photographer she really likes to, you know, took this FaceTime portrait of her, AKA snapped a screenshot and ran it through her, Mm -hmm. you know, presets.
1: Yeah. uh, So yeah, that should have been a follow up. Stephanie Sanju from her very own Facebook group. Um, Last week when I mentioned this whole thing, I said I felt like Stephanie Sanju had had photos done by Chase Jarvis Mm -hmm. through FaceTime. And she did, and she posted those in the group for people to see. So if you're not in the group already, just do a search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook, join the group. They're actually really cool photos he made using like a projector and some other stuff. So. Yeah. It's not just a straight-up screen cap of the FaceTime session is what I'm getting at there. Um, yeah, so Dustin, next next topic I had for you. Um, I keep seeing people, and they're like, we got to get photos of people in masks. And I'm real concerned um, about what's going on here because... Masks aren't sexy.
0: Yeah we do as a
1: photographer, I only want to shoot sexy stuff.
0: That's so, well, because you're so damn sexy, yeah. Steven. That's why every um, time
1: I see you I try to get several pictures, mostly of your crotch. Um, so
0: doesn't how do we make masks sexy? Bring in sexy bag. Oh taking masks off oh No that that work doesn't work for you. Um, no, that was working.
1: Um, <laughs> just give me five seconds. I need to clean up, and uh, then we can move on from here.
0: Um, so it I was did, a silent orgasm. I did an, uh, a <laughs> mini engagement session right at the onset when things started getting crazy, and they um, wanted to do a few with masks on, and they did a few with like a tape measure, like social distancing, the whole bit, mm-hmm. uh, for their save the date, and ended up not using any of them because the ones without the masks and the tape measure and all the goofy stuff obviously looked way better in their head in uh, reality
1: uh, no i'm 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 looking in, in 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 what area of the world in what situation does it look good to say hey here's this pandemic going on let's get some cheesy photos with a tape measure <laughs>
0: I know. That's, Girl. that's why I felt kind of weird about it. I was like, uh, it feels a little bit, I mean, keep in mind, this was at the very beginning when we're like, Oh, we'll just, I'll stay home for a week and this will all go away. Um, and now here we are. I like literally a month said later. on this
1: podcast it wouldn't be just a week. I literally said on this podcast it would be at least two months. I, Do you I not think listen you to anything be suing, I say?
0: I think you should be suing the governor for taking your idea of having this stay at home thing be more than a few weeks.
1: Well played. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But as we know from the other week, uh, states are sovereign now and you can't sue them for copyright infringement. So. That's right. Yeah, it'd be a real screw if I I'm tried to go after the state. The
0: state of Dustin. Uh, so no, no, no comments on how you
1: think we can sex sex up these masks.
0: Uh, so what I want to do is just a screen print of my face, and then print it on my mask. I photo- with, the, with your Invisaligns on. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I photographed uh, a house the other day, and the it was the first one I've done. Where it wasn't vacant. And so I wore a mask. And it was awful. It was, mm-hmm. I felt like I was running a marathon. It was so hard to breathe. And I was like. How was your breath? Oh, my breath was fantastic.
1: Did you, did you pop a mint in before you put the mask on? or
0: No, I like that you, uh, cheesy egg. You some... I like that cheesy egg smell. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you brush it. your teeth? Always. Ugh. Always. Every night before bed. Um, So much yuck in this, but, uh, so yeah, I had this mask on and I got like maybe 10, 15 minutes into shooting the home. And I, I asked the wife, um, the homeowner, I was like, are you, would you be comfortable if I took this off? I'm just, and then before I could even like go into my explanation, she was like, no,
1: not really. I was like, good on her. I was like, okay. One, two, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been shooting it in the first place. You should be doing virtual FaceTime sessions where you drop off a camera with a 50 millimeter. 50 nope. millimeter. No, 15 millimeter. And you just walk the client how to shoot their own house. You should not be doing this. I like that. I know real estate is essential business because it's part of banking, but photography of real estate. Mm, essential. Hey, you know, while we're on the subject of you doing crazy, stupid things, you did a live video the other day with another person Mm -hmm. and you two were seated three feet apart. And yeah, that's my one F bomb. I'm giving it to myself since we don't cuss anymore on the live videos, but I'm doing it now. Why why
0: don't we cuss anymore on the
1: live videos? You, well, we still cuss, we just don't say the F word. You were three feet apart from this dude. And as you've stated earlier in this very episode... You live with an old I live with a sex an life old. you don't care, whose sex life you don't care about, so maybe you don't care if you infect an old with a coronavirus, but Dustin, oh my gosh, I know What are you doing? Why did you do that? What was going through your mind? I want to get into the headspace of someone who gives zero craps about anyone else in the world, right? Bring us there.
0: Uh, we took great precaution in tracking his whereabouts. And he hadn't been anywhere other than home uh, because he works from home. Um, so I wasn't worried about him having any kind of contamination. Um, he, if anything, he was putting himself more at risk than him putting me at risk a very good point but you we were like his five, life
1: at risk five feet away um no you were not you yeah. were almost kissing you were so close
0: mm, no uh-huh. no yeah
1: it's kind of hot i
0: mean i'm I'm just gonna say it i had originally i had our stools like six and a half feet away from each other but mm-hmm. then um, once we sat there and I looked at the composition of how awkward that felt, I even tried to like put yeah. logos in between us and like mess with it. And I was like, all Ugh. right, we need to bring this in so just much a, a touch. Um, hey, Kenzie
1: Ray McMullen says she almost called you out during your live video, but decided to be nice. I want to say I almost called him out during his live video too, but decided to be nice and instead send him a text calling him out and then bring it up on the podcast while we were live calling <laughs> him out as well. Because that's the nice kind of friend I am.
0: Right. You're, you're the kindest. What if I just said we were both-
1: Your ass should be in jail, so you have no thing you can say right now. You can't complain about me calling
0: you out. What? what if we were both shot separately on white and then I cut it together because I'm just that skilled of a similar to this, like mm-hmm. s- the people would think we were what together. What people don't if you know is that a the Dustin and this setup. guy
1: were sat at was actually a 12 foot long desk <laughs> and he had two cameras going and then he cut them together in ecam.
0: Exactly. I'm glad you're picking it up because then you would have realized it simply by the fact that he was overexposed. And I was underexposed.
1: Somebody is going to report you to the authorities and you are going to die for this. You're going to get See,
0: crucified. You went from authorities to you're going to die. Did yeah. You you're going to get crucified.
1: And I just want to point this out. We just had Easter. You're going to get crucified and it's not going to be like Jesus got crucified. It's going to be like the, the thieves next to him. You know? Just dead. Know. Just That's- dead just dead not coming back this is so so
0: dark right now steven no
1: (laughs) i'm dark hello (laughs) welcome to the podcast
0: as as ulysses says this is the content i'm here for yeah (sighs) Dustin, you need to apologize to everyone i'm apologizing to everyone for trying to make a living and supporting my family how much did you get paid for that live thing you did? Uh two thousand dollars. Bullshit.
1: Promotional yeah. thing for your own company?
0: Uh you I got didn't paid get to do? Paid to do it, but in return, he shared my contact info with he owns a brokerage here in town. Oh, so
1: you didn't get paid anything?
0: In return, he shared my info and that live stream with all I think they have Five hundred. So it's little quid pro quo.
1: You help me out, I help you out. Maybe something comes from this for you. Probably not, but it's
0: helped me. I've already booked S- seven homes from that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, I mean it was an honest conversation we were and having. This is I don't how know the coronavirus if,
1: spreads all over
0: Fort Wayne. If our listeners uh, saw it, but it was getting. Gosh, I feel like we keep going back to real estate. Um, so in the real it's estate all you world shoot these
1: days, you told me it was all you felt like you could even speak on in an educational form because you just felt like you don't even know what a wedding is anymore.
0: I don't, cause weddings aren't happening anymore. They're over. Who is a wedding? Who is a wedding? I yeah, Where is we're going to name our new daughter a uh, wedding just so we can feel like we remember them mm-hmm. in memorandum. Um, but no, the uh, realtors out there um, have been so privileged and so I guess, lucky that homes have been selling so fast as of late until now, and they haven't had to really take advantage of other marketing means, such as video tours and virtual tours. And I want it, and I've been getting asked by countless agents, okay, Dustin, I want to do one of these things, but how do I best use it? What, like, what am I allowed to use it for? for, or how can I use Mm. it without getting in trouble? Because there's a lot of guidelines and restrictions. So uh, what do you use
1: it for? How do you use it without getting in trouble? Dustin, educate our listeners. They want to know they want to get in this real estate game, buddy. Well, it's funny because there
0: there are a lot of um, even photographers who called me, real estate photographers, just telling me that these were things they didn't even know, which is Uh the whole reason I did it was simply to educate people and the do's and don'ts are the MLS is really strict about self-promotion within marketing a property. So if you're going to use any kind of marketing for the house in terms of photos, videos, virtual Mm -hmm. tour, uh, it can't contain anything about you, your business, who you work for any contact information whatsoever. Um, and so we didn't know, I didn't know where the line was drawn in that. Um, like Holy ex- crap. Were
1: you putting credits at the end of your videos? Was Is it putting- that where this came from? Is that how this came up? You put a credit at the end that was like,
0: no. big burrito. No, I, I can market myself in these videos. That's fine. But I haven't been. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's
1: tacky and it looks terrible.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, what I was doing was having the realtor introduce the home at the beginning of each of our videos. Um, just saying like, Hey, I'm Steven Van Elk. I'm here in Noblesville, Indiana, uh, here at a four bedroom, two bath house. Come take a look with me. Something real simple, real short. Um, uh, but just something that added a little flair to the videos other than like what everyone else was doing. And I wasn't sure if that was allowed or not. And I wasn't getting clear cut answers. And so... I had the vice president of this brokerage on to kind of talk through things with me and kind of explain mm-hmm. the do's and don'ts. And he did a bunch of research leading up to our live show um, so that he was factual and, like, actually knew what he was saying because he was getting asked. Right. Can
1: you imagine, like, people doing research for a live show? Mm-mm. Is that, like, weird for you to be a part of that?
0: It felt a How little bit research strange. did you do? Uh, that show was my research. Oh, okay. So it was pretty normal for you.
1: Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great um, because the other thing was these realtors are using something called the MLS, which is where they upload all of their information. Kind of feel like this is so boring right now, um, but I, being not me not being a realtor, I didn't know the back end like what that looks like i envision that something sort of like the matrix these realtors go into these pods they plug into the mls and then the photos show up and the videos show up and they kind of are in a cybernetic organism of home finding searchability yeah cool, cool, cool. yeah i I saw i saw you so is the video still up
1: is the video still up so people can uh
0: should be should still be up on my wall to the wall cool. to the wall Have
1: you thought about putting it on something like YouTube
0: where you know I could get more exposure and people could actually like you know link to it stuff like that that would require me getting a YouTube channel
1: you could put it up on the Dustin and Corinne YouTube if you wanted just you know bring more eyeballs is that, is that to it thing?
0: is there a Dustin and Corinne YouTube
1: you could put it up on the wedding photo hangover <laughs> YouTube, oh my gosh, do
0: you not know what a YouTube? You could send
1: me the file and I could put it up for you.
0: <laughs> I pretty much am exclusive to Vimeo.
1: Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? All right, uh, doesn't we've been going for a pretty long time here, so uh, we're gonna skip the next few things we have on our list and uh, Wait, oh, we're we gonna go right down to five star review. You get read us as a good five star review.
0: It might take a while to get through it. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. I got to really clear my throat for this one. It's so long. Um, five-star review. Okay, ready? Yeah, Ro- go for it, babe. Roman Prokchuk. Pr- Pr- Did I say Could that? you read his
1: name like a normal human being at Pr- least? Pr- you, you can do all the funny stuff you want after the Pro, name, but read the name Prokopchuk, like you're speaking Prokopchuk, to a human. Set. There. That sounds better. Yeah.
0: Roman Prokopchuk. Pro, Roman Prokopchuk left us this beautiful review. Great show. Cool show. Super funny. Give it a listen.
1: You can tell it's really written by somebody who's definitely listened to the show.
0: Let me try that one more time. Just because I don't feel like I really embodied the enthusiasm of that review. So, Roman Prokupchuk wrote in this review. Um, it's probably one of the better reviews we've gotten. It goes something like this. Oh, my God, guys. Guys, it's a great show. Cool show. Super funny. Give it a listen. So, so I think I I feel that yeah. the energy Chipmunked. was something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I love or it. Maybe love it was it.
0: like, guys great show it's a cool show it's a super funny show give it a listen guys it's a great show it's, it's like that. an implied guys like it doesn't actually say guys in it but it's sort of like uh when you're from where roman's from it's sort of an implied guys
1: or Was girls it maybe a, a dude or gender a neutral or a brew?
0: Bro, goosh. bro, it's it's a great show. It's a cool show. It's a super fun show. You should give it a listen, bro.
1: Okay, now now give us the Australian version. It's a great. Sh-
0: <laughs> I would need to like listen to Hugh Jackman for a <laughs> while and really get that one down um but before we move on to the next part of the show uh i did want to drop this bomb on you the great steve van elk Bomby, um, baby so last week or earlier this week rather i dropped into the facebook group and i asked the very best of the best which is our facebook group and mm-hmm. several other facebook groups
1: no no stop this no No, I already said we're skipping this. We're going on to Q&A now. I don't even know what you said we're skipping. I said we're skipping everything else. Go to the five-star review, and then we're going to do Q&A. I'm trying to get through this episode. We've been recording for over an hour now. No, but this this is important. This will be in Q&A. Got it. No, I want to talk about this. Yep, we'll talk about it in Q&A. Got it. There's a question.
0: (laughs) It's my question. (laughs) Yep. Let's do some Q&A, bud. Okay, let's do some Q&A. Let's do some Q&A.
1: What? What's Steve? Dustin McKibben (laughs) from our very own Facebook group. You see how that works? You see how that works if you had just waited like five freaking seconds. Dustin McKibben from our very own Facebook group says, and I read it the only way (laughs) I think Dustin would read it. Sure. Oh, laddies. So let's talk about WeddingWider and slash not.com. What are your thoughts, feelings? They are pushing me hard right now, but I don't, <laughs> just don't feel like it's worth it.
0: Am I wrong, lassies? Oh my gosh. That's, you nailed it. That's exactly That was your Australian that's accent. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes. Um,. So yeah, wedding wire for the last few weeks has been real aggressive, um, Mm. trying to get up inside me for those marketing dollars. Um, And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put this out to the masses. I'm just going to see what everyone says. Um, But I did, before I put it out to the masses, I took their little sales call. I listened to what they had to say. And it was so amusing. I mean, she, it was, it was so bad. Have you actually taken the sales call yet? Or Jennifer? Um,
1: I've just ignored the sales calls every single time. They go straight to voicemail. And then I get this thing that's like, Hey, uh, Steve, it's uh, Sam Bertha from WeddingWire. I just wanted to give you a quick collie call. See uh, what you're doing ad-wise. Uh, l- let me know if uh, you want hit, to hit me hits on the backs.
0: Your old back hits her. Um, (laughs) but no. So then, so she's like going through like the stats. So she, well, first let me back it up. Let me back it up for a second. See, back it up, back it up. She's like, hey, can we schedule like a time to like really talk through? And I'm like, um, just tell me like what the bottom line. Like, what's this going to cost? Because she's going on about how I've got some great promotions to help photographers in this terrible time. And I'm like, okay, what are these promotions? She's like, well, I'd really like to schedule a time to really talk through Knot and wedding wire now that we've merged, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, that's that sounds great, but um, just tell me what the deal is so I know I don't want to waste your time, and you know I don't want you to waste my time, and. Um, she obviously isn't going to like spill the beans She's like ah oh, it's more of like a you know it's easier if i just like can lay it all out for you. So i'm like okay whatever. It's not like i've got anything going on right now because i'm locked in my house. Um let's do this. Let's jump on this call. And so she goes through the whole sales pitch which is really i mean i don't know if they're Okay, okay, okay. Give me the sales pitch. Let's do it. Um the, I'll be you and mm-hmm. uh you be the marketing person. Sure, sure. So so bring me up. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, Steven, um, due to... No, I'm you. I'm Dustin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm Dustin. So, Dustin, um, due to COVID-19, um, I think there's going to be just a tremendous amount of online traffic when it comes to wedding planning. I really think it would be very beneficial for you to get on here. Um, I mean, the Indianapolis market alone is so... And then, then that's when I stopped her, which you can... Oh, stuff. slow down there, lassie. Uh... You, this is where you say I'm in Fort Wayne, uh, like I told you uh, the last oh, time we talked. Oh, I'm in Fort talked.
1: Wayne, yep. just just like the last time that we talked, Lassie. And I just don't know. Uh, did you know that I'm Australian? <laughs> I just don't I, know I that did. this this is <laughs> translating quite um, to to my language. <laughs> um, you didn't start the phone
0: call out with a good day, mate. <laughs> Or even at top of the morning, do you? I feel like you've been working on this accent. Have you been watching a lot of leprechaun movies? (laughs) Every time I talk to you, it's like watching a leprechaun movie. A lot of Australian leprechaun
1: movies? The best kind, you know. Um, They hang out with koalas. They hide in juniper trees. It's amazing.
0: So, fast forward. So, she starts like, she continues to go. Eucalyptus trees. Damn it. She keeps going on about the Indianapolis stats. And I keep trying to tell her, I'm not in Indianapolis. That's the whole reason I have no interest in advertising with you guys. Because you you put no effort into Fort Wayne, the second biggest city in the entire state. Cue the Steve Slam on Fort Wayne. Uh, What's the population of Fort Wayne? It's like a billion. Um, And so then she's, and of course she's calling me from Texas. She's like, you mean Fort Worth? And I'm like, no, Fort Wayne. Um, she's like, okay, just making sure. Um, but yeah, she's like, knows nothing about our market or anything going on. And then, so then this is the best part, okay? The best part is, so she pulls the stats, because obviously they like pre-generate these stats for Indianapolis to tell me. She's like, yeah. Um, and the amount of leads that the Indianapolis market gets is about 96 And I'm like, hold on. So for, I don't even remember what the price was, like $3,000 a year or something is what she was quoting me for like the bare minimum package. And I'm like,
1: Fort Wayne's population,
0: 267,000
1: people. That's, That's nothing to hold your nose up at. But here where I live, I mean... Fishers, Carmel, Noblesville, Westfield, they're all like the same amount of driving distance as it would take for somebody to drive from one side of Fort Wayne to the other, you know? And those three combined have about 300,000 people between them. Um. Okay, now they have more like 267,000. About the same population for for the, like, cities closest to me as is to, like, you're one city of Fort Wayne. But then we're also close to Indy, which is like 900,000 people. Yeah, I was going to
0: say like four times the size so, of Fort so, Wayne. So the
1: market around me is much, much bigger because right. there's all these like smaller cities that also have like a decent sized population as well. Right. Yeah. Huge, huge. Just such a great place to live, like where I live. Mm-hmm. Fort Wayne, though, not so good. Not so good. Not so good but um so so this leads going on and on so she's like you get get 96
0: uh leads on average last year um and i'm like so i'm gonna pay three thousand dollars with the hopes that i get 96 leads for the entire region of you know between indy fort wayne and south bend because that's like the region and i'm like okay where do i sign no you said that no i i did say that but then i was like are you crazy and she's like well i I can't imagine that number is accurate and i'm like oh so you so you don't have faith in like your statistics and she's like it's not that i don't have faith i just think that there's more online traffic now than there was last year and i'm like oh so it wasn't worth it last year but now it is worth it (laughs) and i was just like giving her a real hard time she was getting really mad at me yeah and i'm like you you're not selling me on this like and anyway, so she, of course they do their typical, not wedding wire thing where they're like slashing the price to try and get me interested. And I get them down to like bottom dollar. And then I still, I'm like, I just, I don't think this is worth it. Um, I mean, if you guys could do something where I have the ability to back out in say like three months time, if they've, if I've gotten like zero traction, then maybe I would be interested and she was like, well, no, we can't do something like that. You know, we have a business we have to maintain. I'm like, oh, so wait, you, you don't have faith in your own product that I would get at least an inquiry in three months? She's like, no, I don't think that it's like I don't believe in the product. She think, she's like, I just know that I can, you know, call another photographer. And I think we've been around long enough that, you know, our company speaks for itself. And I'm like, okay, well, like, let me think about this and you know give me a call back at end of business today. Mm-hmm. And so then I went on Facebook into like four different Facebook groups and posed this same question. And then what was the number one uh, thing people said back to you? It's awful. It's not worth it. It's the biggest regret I've ever done. What's the second biggest thing people said back to you? Um that if you're sub $2000 maybe then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. What was the third thing people said? I don't know. I didn't memorize these things. I, I went through a bunch of your replies.
1: <laughs> Those were the first two things. Sub 2000, it did actually work for you. First thing was it's not worth it at all. Third thing was that people said in multiple groups, they're going to send you fake leads.
0: Uh, and they're
1: going to send you multiple fake leads because they have to hit the whatever the 96 or however many leads they said you would get in a year. So you'll just get a bunch of fake leads from them. So
0: for you guys, for the podcast listeners out there, I went ahead. Don't and, sign up with WeddingWire or The Knot. I went ahead and signed up for you guys. So that way I could document, and I even told them this. I told them straight up when they called back, I said, you know, here's the bottom line. I'm willing to pay. And the only reason I'm willing to pay this is because I want to document the journey of being a member of WeddingWire and The Knot for my podcast. Mm -hmm. so that i I can i mean i just i mean i just started the account as of like four hours ago um (laughs) but that way i can tell you guys straight up as a photographer that's medium package is like $3,500 in a regional small regional area that neither market really applies to if I get anything from this, I felt like I de- You guys deserve it. So, okay. That's what so, I'm doing. So
1: You done. You tired that question out. Uh, Kevin Mack asks in the chat, any changes to your businesses to better prepare yourselves for another pandemic example, given modifications to contracts, diversifying revenue sources, et cetera. Yeah. Quitting. Quitting.
0: <laughs> you took my answer before I can even. No.
1: Rolling into law school. Yep, yep. Going going back to school. Going to get my law degree. Yeah. Uh, um, Dustin, I feel like you've been pushing real hard into real estate, uh, diversifying your business within the photo world.
0: Yeah, it seems to be the only thing that's been really un like not as affected by this as every other aspect of photography. Hmm. So. Because, like, family photographers, they can't shoot. Senior portrait photographers, they can't shoot. Uh, Commercial, everything in the commercial photography realm is shut down. I've had, like, three video shoots I was supposed to do that are postponed until this all goes away. I'm hoping they still happen. Um, I was in
1: the middle of a video shoot. Only had one interview left to shoot. I had shot three interviews already. One interview left.
0: And they're just like, well,
1: we'll we'll pick it up once this is all over, I guess. (sighs)
0: <sighs> so frustrating. Yeah, that's I. I was in the middle of one video to shoot as well. I just have B roll to do, and he's like, "Um, just in case my business like totally shits the can with all of this, like, let's just hold off on this." Can shitter. <laughs> Is that a thing? The old can shitter. But yeah, real estate seems to be the bulletproof thing. Um, and what we've been doing to even push fo- more forward in that has been offering, uh, virtual tours, um, as a way to help realtors differentiate
1: themselves. You know, it might be a good thing to get into too. Uh, this is an area I was in prior to when Jen and I started like our, well, no, I was, I was doing this when Jen started, when Jen and I started the photography business, uh, Foreclosure photos? <laughs> it's like the only thing hiring at the time and I'd been laid off by my uh, video. Do you own that domain? Commercial. Uh, no, no. Foreclosure uh, photos. I was working I was working for like a larger company and we were doing photos of houses being foreclosed on. They're not artistic, they're not fun. It's like you basically go through and document if anything has happened to the house that the bank should Wasn't be. Wasn't you
0: telling about. me that like you have to take a photo with like the water on? And like yep, the toilet seat open.
1: No, no. That's what I had to do when I was doing uh like uh, videos for apartments and um condos and stuff like that. Uh or this would have been like five years ago. I was working with some company, it was like a national company, and like they were like Every we we what our clients need to know is does the water work and I was like you're sending me into some of like the nicest apartment slash condos here like in the Indianapolis area right why is this a concern if you were sending me into like some real shitholes I could see like but it was like no these are these are nice places like why would people be concerned like these are places that are you know you pay a decent amount of money every month to rent it wasn't like i was going into places where it's like the rent is 150 dollars a month and you have a bed that pulls down from the wall and there are cockroaches everywhere like you know it was, it's like are people really concerned with houses housing like this that like the water won't work or something
0: I've, I've been loving seeing all of the different companies doing the video tours right now for real estate mm-hmm. and they all still do the old sink running water shot. And I always think back to your story and I wonder like if that stuff, stuff they used to do. And that's why even if it's a normal house, they still like, look guys, the sink still works.
1: Yeah. I, I think maybe people just don't want to go through the hassle of calling the water company and <laughs> the water turned on if they buy a house. I guess. Like, we want to know it'll be a smooth transition the day that we buy the house is the day the water switches over to our name. I mean,
0: I I used to do that when uh, I was doing a lot of work for, a like, a custom home builder. Mm-hmm. And we were doing videos where we'd show, like, the shower heads. Because in those homes, they're, like, you know, he'd have, like, some master showers that have, like, three shower heads, and then we wanted to show, like, chow, 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 like, you know, something cool and dramatic. Oh, you'd, like, automate it and be, like. Poof, 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 poof. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, Aaron, who was shooting these with me, would be, like, in the shower, just, like, drenched. I'd be, like, what? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know we were turning them on, Dustin. I'm, like, I hope that camera was waterproof, Aaron. Those Black Magics, man, they can take a beating, right? Yeah. Yeah, they can.
1: Shouldn't they be able to? It's literally magic. Oh. Samantha from a random Facebook group asks, if a bride postpones due to COVID and you are not available on the new date, are you refunding deposits? If you are available, but you've raised prices for 2021, do you add the balance to their account? To their contract?
0: Dustin. Uh, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. Of all the wedding photographers out there, who's raising their prices for 2021? I feel like right now we're just hoping to be sur- like to survive until 2021. Dustin, you got to think about the future. You got to think about
1: where you want your business to be, not where your business is. You can't skate to where the puck is. You got to skate to where the puck is going to go, Dustin. It's now, a goal.
2: As- <laughs> Cool. Cool. Cool.
1: So we knocked that one out of the park. Great. It's a Grand
2: Slam.
1: Goal was right for hockey. Goal was right. Got it. Grand Slam is wrong.
0: Slammy granny. (laughs) No? Glad you're finally on board with the olds having a sex positive (laughs) life. Um, Samantha from the most random Facebook group. If a bride postpones due to COVID, our policy here at Dustin and or Corinne Photography is and
1: or did you change? <laughs> it's a you slight branding change. Brand your name change. <laughs> change you are.
0: What we are doing, if they postpone, is you now get the option of Dustin and or Corinne um, because we will split up and one of us will shoot the wedding we already have booked and the other will shoot the other wedding. It's as easy mm-hmm. as that. So easy. And it's going to be so great because Corinne will be like eight months pregnant when all of this happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. man, that's gonna be fun.
0: It's gonna be so fun. It's it's literally going to be the best, most awful fall ever.
1: hmm hmm In spring of next year. Don't don't forget about spring of next year. Um, um I'm not thinking so far about spring of next year. I'm pretending we, that wedding
0: season is never happening again after this year.
1: So far we are not refunding deposits at uh Um but we haven't had to. Everybody's been able to reschedule, and we haven't raised our prices, so we're not charging people more for next year. And even if we were going to charge more, I don't think we would. Uh, we have raised some of our prices, not all of our prices.
0: Like your it second computer be- price? Because
1: you mean Steven. Steven. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be that it was more money to hire Jen and a little bit less money to hire me. And now it's the same amount of money for both of us.
0: Oh, you guys are on even playing fields. Yeah. I
1: mean, she's still the boss, but, you know, nice to know I make as much as the boss now. Mm, But
0: do you, like, are you actually getting the full, like, paycheck at the end of the wedding?
1: Well, like the reason we did that initially is because we didn't know how people would react to working with me as opposed to working with Jen. How I know I would name react. the of the company is JenniferVanAlk.com. Yes, you should clean yourself up. I got that. <laughs> um,
0: but. I mean, look at this baby face. Ooh.
1: Now that we've been doing it for a while and it seems like people genuinely like me as like a shooter, as their like first shooter and Jen not being there. Um, not okay. saying that they don't like Jen, but okay. just saying like, people seem to be like, okay with that setup. Like we thought we'd get a lot more pushback at first and we just haven't gotten any pushback. So it was kind of like, I feel like we're just leaving money on the table now. If we don't charge the same amount for me as we charge for. Jen. So when does it so,
0: change to Jen and Steve Van Elk
1: photo? I don't think we're going to make that change, but okay. I tried. We change it to anything. I think it'd be like um, Van Elk photo. Yeah. Maybe that, that sounds good. Van Elk media. Maybe. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Blair from Random Facebook Group, what would your professional advice be in this situation? You are shooting a wedding reception, and your contract clearly states that you were given a damn meal. But the couple (laughs) admits right before that they forgot to include, and you are without said meal. Added note, the reception is in the country out of town and not in reasonable distance to any food establishments. Would you shrug it off or would you say or do something?
0: Blair out. That's, I've answered this question before. You keep a machete in your think tank camera bag. You go up to the bride and the groom and you say, which bridal party's member party member arm am I going to be eating this evening? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was I was hoping you were going to go the whole uh, cannibalism route because I do feel like that is the best option. Uh, maybe check to see if they have any babies, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A modest proposal, you
0: know. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> let's save Ireland. I, I think what you do is you just kind of shuffle into the old guest table, look at the name cards, find one that wasn't uh, picked up, and you just you become Aunt Pam. Pam. You hope she got the tuna.
1: Yeah. Honestly, with something like this, it's not really a big deal because typically there is going to, there are going to be open seats. Mm -hmm. And so you can just grab somebody's meal who isn't there, who didn't show up. Um, the few times this has happened to Jen and I, we've just walked up to like tables with empty seats and been like, Hey, is this person here? Is this person coming? Do you guys know? And if you know, the person's not there and they know they're not coming, then it's like, is it cool if we sit down? Uh, we just, we didn't have a place to sit or whatever. we to say something like there's that there's no room at the end
0: good. there's no room at the end Stephen. i'm so sorry <laughs> a lot of jesus references
1: in this episode <laughs> lack of oh Easter. man adam a bear adam the bear uh you know from our very own facebook group says how do you guys decide between black and white photos for delivery do you deliver both color and b and w if you change some of the photos Adam says for him, he usually gives both versions unless the colors are jacked due to flares from flash or sun. So do you deliver both a black and white and a color? Or do you say if I've changed this to black and white, it was meant to be black and white. The color does not exist.
0: Uh, if it's black and white, it's typically because there is a color version that's very similar, but I couldn't decide which one to deliver. So they're getting both one in black and white, one in color. Um, or the colors were jacked due to like some weird ass you know fluorescent backlighting you know getting ready room had some sort of crazy flickery bulb situation going on
1: mm-hmm. yeah typically uh jen and i if we turn something black and white we deliver both the black and white and the color unless like adam said it's something where like the colors are jacked due to flares flash or whatever yeah in which case we'll deliver just the black and white and then the bride and groom will typically be like can we get this in color though We'll be like
0: oh "Oh, i'm so sorry i shot that with my black and white lens like i really wish i had rubbed the color in but it's gone it's a new
1: monochrome camera that i bought
0: forever i'm so sorry
1: Usually, I shoot with my rainbow camera that can capture all the colors. And uh, this time, I shot with the monochromatic one.
0: I was feeling really mono.
1: What and was that's that? going to do it for what us this week that? on
0: the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, brought to you by Skype. Because we refuse to zoom. You want
1: to, you want to throw out a bad joke, and when it doesn't land, and you can tell it doesn't land, you just want to cut the podcast off.
0: And like, oh gosh, I'm pulling the ripcord this week on the <laughs> wedding. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. If you love the show, including Dustin's bad jokes that don't land, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is at Dustin underscore McKibben. Please DM him if you want his grandma to have a sex-positive health life. And I'm at Stephen Van Alk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for wedding hangover if you want more content head over to the patreon by going to patreon.com wph or to go to our super awesome Stephen dustin save the url and it'll redirect you thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet
0: embrace of, sweet death. Embrace of
1: death that's right next week after you shoot another
0: wedding after you shoot another wedding Nope, still wasn't. still wasn't Australian enough.
1: That's the closest you've come to an I Australian. I can't do it
0: with this thing in my mouth. And that was
1: like the most stereotypical Australian you could have been, too. Good side, mate. <laughs> See,
0: that nope, still...
1: Dustin, how it is? How you doing? What you been up to? Did you ever uh, get back into watching Ozark, my
0: man? I I was actually, I was watching the second episode right before we we jumped into this this podcast. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, need to get back into that. I also need to start Westworld. And uh, they just dropped a new season of Bosch. So, I've got a lot to do over the next uh, 48 hours. Dustin. Steven. Do
1: you remember that show, Aldered Carbon, we talked about?
0: Yeah, I never watched the second season of that. Is it any good? Second
1: season came out, like, a few weeks ago. hmm And I was like, I don't know if I should watch it. Because the first season kind of felt, like, wooden and emotionless. And, like, every time it felt like it started to pick up, it just kind of crashed and yeah. burned on me. You know? But I was like, well, the new season does have Anthony Mackey right. in it now. And uh so I started watching it and this new season is really good. Mm. Really good. I just it's like everything I wish the first season would have been. And like looking back on it, I don't understand it because like I've seen the actors who were in the first season mm-hmm. and so many other things. And they're all very, very good actors. And like special effects, like the every everything like looked really good in the show. Yeah. And yet, like everything, somehow just felt like wooden and like boring. But like this new season, it's kind of like they're taking the concepts introduced in the first season, and they're like, "Hey, remember all those things people wish we would have done in the first season? Mm-hmm. We're actually going to do them in this season. Mm. Maybe I'll We're have actually going to check gonna it start out. dealing with like uh, concepts like you know that are interesting. So um, I struggle. It's been, it's been really good, dude. I struggle
0: really with shows where. The main character gets swapped, which works for the show because it's all about, like, you know, yeah. body swapping or whatever. Yeah. But and, like, that's I a big thing. I still have like, wrapping my mind around that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, like, a big thing in the show, too, is, like, because, like, your consciousness can be swapped from one body to another. Like, people who uh, died and then their consciousness was swapped after they died they can like feel out of place in a new body and they have like all these like weird things when they get into a new body, like mm-hmm. where they're not coordinated and stuff. And like, they kind of talk about that in like a side story in this one, a little bit more. And like, it kind of fleshes the world out a little bit more, but also like just Anthony Mackey's like good, man. He's like real good.
0: Well, yeah, he was in the Avengers.
1: Yeah. It's Falcon. I mean, he's, he's Captain America going forward. So Ooh, spoiler. It's not a spoiler anymore. Spoiler. Endgame was like a a full year ago and they announced.
0: So, Steve, are you excited to talk to HoneyBook Uh, next week?
1: Gosh, no. Don't bring that up. (laughs) We're still in the show. I told you, don't talk about it in the show. Don't talk about about your failures in the show.
0: (laughs) Failures are meant to be shared, Steve. We all have to move through them together. Yeah. Well, bud...
1: Oh man, I feel real bad. I see somebody just joined the live stream. <laughs> I, said, we I saw that. Just was... wrapping it up. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Um, you know, did I mention this last week? I've been watching mm-hmm. Zoe's extraordinary playlist too. Have you, have you seen the previews for that? It's I'm, about like a, no. it's about Zoe. She's a girl mm-hmm. and she has like a thing happen to her in the very first episode, like right at the beginning. Um, She's in like an MRI machine in an earthquake and gets like all of music that's ever been written downloaded into her brain. And then she starts having like these episodes where she's like she sees other people singing and dancing out their innermost like feelings and desires. Hmm. And uh so but they do it to all like popular songs that you've actually heard of. And like I didn't think I would like the show, um, just based on the fact that it's a musical and um you know, it's like kind of a happy show, and I'm more into like dark stuff. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I love, I love the show though; it's really good. Um, I actually, I cried in the first episode. Like, it was, it was
0: really pulling at the heartstrings, bro. Like, hmm. what channel is that on? Hulu. <laughs> channel?
2: <laughs> what, the, what the
1: channel? <laughs> I love what it. are channels? <laughs> what streaming service is that on? See, uh, on but Skyler, Skylar Skylar Aston's in it. Who uh you might know from Pitch Perfect, or if you watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend, they swapped out um one of the characters from like first season to the last season, and Skylar Aston plays that character in the last season. And uh Skylar Aston in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, he's just like just a good character, man. Like he can just sing and dance and like
0: So you know, who I'd watch who, him do anything.
1: Wh- what else is he in? Big fan. Big fan. He's in uh those Pitch Perfect movies with uh, Anna Kendrick. Like the love interest for her, mm. Kenzie in the chat says that uh, Zoe's dad is super hard to watch. Her dad is, um, oh, I can't think of his actual name, but he played, um, the dad in uh, the
0: OC Sandy mm. Cohen, the old Sandy Cohen. Yeah, oh, did you watch the yeah. OC, Steve? Man, taking it back, yeah. Back to the so, 07.
1: But like in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, he has like a degenerative disease where like his nerves aren't I feel like he's uh, always dying anymore. in all of and, the yeah. various shows. So like not only is he dying, but he also like can't move.
0: He must die really. Like that must be like sort of a thing that he's like, oh, we have this script. The dad uh, is going to be really likable, but he's going to die. Yeah. Um, Dude, it's actually the like guy. really oh, the interesting
1: yeah OC the OCD yeah. it's actually really interesting to watch him act because like he has to act as basically like uh somebody who's like not paralyzed but has like very minimal movement and so like most of the time he's just like sitting there like this and then like he has to like act everything out through like the smallest little like facial like gestures and movements and stuff so it's actually like really interesting to watch him and uh, hmm. in the episodes I like it a lot. And no, no spoilers, Kenzie. Kenzie's spoiling the show in the in the chat right now. Jeez, I come on, look. Kenzie. I won't look. Don't look, man. Don't look. Um, but yeah, that is going to wrap it up for us tonight, I think, because we still need to record Stephen Dustin Save the World for the oh Patreon. Oh my gosh, it's late. And hey, real quick for the Patreon, this will be our 52nd episode of Stephen Dustin Save the World, which means what? when this episode comes out, it will officially have been an entire year of us doing the Patreon. So if you haven't jumped on the Patreon, um, you should. It's got tons of content. Stephen Doesn't Save the World is like a 15, 20-minute podcast. It's a podcast better version of this podcast. It takes place every week. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better version of this podcast. We cuss more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of times we say really ridiculous stuff on there that will maybe sometimes filter its way into this like podcast later on. Um
0: if it's good enough but like <laughs> oh it's good enough it's all good it's all gold i feel like
1: i feel like we have more fun on um, stephen dustin saves the world than we do here but it, it's it's a really great show um we'd love to have more people there and then there's also like uh, outtakes from our guest episodes that go up for and everybody those, at like the $1
0: level those are well worth it just for the blackmail
1: mm-hmm. yeah just for the blackmail dustin keeps telling me he's going to put out like a real
0: estate um thing I'm working out on there it. as well I started writing stuff down today
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm um, so yeah, I think that's all dude. I think we, we need to wrap this up. It's like 1230 here. You all should go to bed. Um, even if it's like nine 30 where you are in California, you know, even if you're in Australia watching this right now, just go to bed.
0: I'm It's a in pandemic. Bed. This, this is my yeah. bed. I'm actually sleeping. We're doesn't all actually in my
1: Dustin replaced replace the background of his Skype with the <laughs> virtual.
0: I'm actually laying down. For those of you out there who don't know my setup now, is I have my camera computer mounted on my ceiling um, with a 85 millimeter lens. I lay in bed. My wife. I have this mic taped to the side of her so she can stay asleep while we record. And then I'm just. laying She wears here. noise-canceling headphones. Mm-hmm.
1: Just cancel all of Dustin now. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 end this, bud. Wrap Good it up.
0: night, Steve. Good night, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Oh, slow down there, lassie. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.
2: Wooee.